I don't like My Father cigars. I love them. And it's odd that we didn't do a My Father cigar for Father's Day. So it's a reminder, note to self, Fingers Malloy, next Father's Day. Yes. My Father cigars. Uh-huh. We do those for Mother's Day. Jotting this down right now. Do them for Mother's Day. That way we, oh. we throw everybody off. Isn't there a mother's cigar out there? Well, there should be. <laughs> Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. It's good to be with you. My father, Jose Pepin Garcia, the whole story, what they do and how long they've done it and establishing, maintaining that quality has been, well, exceptional. And while they may not play for some people in the Arturo Fuente world or the, or the Davidoff world, the J.C. Newman world, my father continues to knock it out of the park. And in 2012, they did it super well. And they came out with the Flor de las Antillas. Nope, I could do this. I could do it, fingers. Don't. I got faith Flor in you. Flor huh? de las Antillas. Yes. A-N-T-I-L-L-A-S, and I believe the L-L makes the Y. Antillas. That's the way I would uh, pronounce it. It is a box-pressed cigar, which comes in a series of sizes. We're smoking the Toro right now, which is a 6x52, which means it's 6 inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes fingers more laugh. And the ring gauge is a 52. That's the diameter of the cigar, or basically how thick the cigar is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the laughter. If it was a 64, it would be a full one inch around. I think this was their first box press cigar, and Cigar Aficionado said this was the cigar of the year in 2012. That's how long it's been around, and you can still find it at your local tobacconist. Now, for me, would you... I, I don't know how else to describe this other than it's it's a subtle box press. Like, yes, so in terms of being having like a really squared edge, this isn't it. This is almost an oval as opposed to a box press. It yeah. doesn't have any level of of real edge to it. And even a box press doesn't really have a full edge to it. That would be a difficult thing to do. But this is definitely a soft box press. That's exactly how I would describe yeah. it. Yeah, and a touch of oil on the wrapper. Would you describe that as a milk chocolate? Um, I would actually go a little bit lighter than this. I would go that this is um, a, a very, very light brown, starting to get into the pails. But that wrapper feels unbelievably oily. It's, it's smooth. You can still feel a bit of, of where the, the wrapper is and some of the imperfections in there, which is, to me, part of what, what nature, nature gives. Um, this is just a, a delicious feel. But that color is definitely into those lighters, those lighter browns there. Yeah. It's a little lighter in my hand than I was expecting it to be, but not quite what we would describe as a wiffle ball bat. But lighter, I, I do agree. Like, you feel that this should have a little more to it. There should be a little more punch in there, a little more uh, heft to this cigar. But as we said, 6 by 52 So we're talking about a sun-grown wrapper, Nicaraguan, uh, with Nicaragua and Nicaraguan binder and, and, and filler. And as we have just started smoking this, we just lit this up. You're going to want to get your notebooks out. Where are you with the cigar? First of all, what did you eat today? Write that down in the notebook. What did you drink today? Write it down in the notebook. And then break the cigar up into thirds. First third, second third, final third. And what are the flavors you're getting from each of those? You'll go back in a month or two. Try it again. You'll take those notes compared to the first ones. Those are your through lines. That's where your palate is for the cigar. Yeah. Now, for me, you know, we just lit this. We're just barely into the first third of the cigar. The draw is tremendous. It is a nice, easy, pleasant draw. Uh, there's some pepper there, also leather, and there's a, 
a, a subtle sweetness, Tony. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm there uh, with you. When you're talking about a, a sun-grown, sometimes you think you're, you're going to get uh, this, this natural spice that's going to happen. What I'm getting out of this is a tremendous amount of cedars, actually a dryness to the cigar, and dryness to my mouth right now from smoking uh, the, the, the cigar. There's a little hint of pepper that's coming through. The generalized sweetness to me is the wood. There's nothing else really happening. But we just lit this up. We just started this. I actually had to touch it up a little bit to really get that combustion going. That could be a conversation about the humidification of the cigar, where it was, and, and the packaging, how long it had been there. But I'm going to give it a little while to kind of ramp up, to kind of get itself together before I really start rating this thing and, and where I am with it. Now, we were warned before we lit this up that we should have probably had a decent-sized lunch. <laughs> we should not be smoking this on an empty stomach. You know, this is, now, This comes in as, as a true medium. The My Father, Flor de las Antillas. Am I saying it right? I think I'm saying it right. I think you're right. saying it right. Right? Now, it, it, the meaning is the, the, the flower of the Antilles. So, but I'm not going to call it the Antilles. That wouldn't be appropriate. And it's not, I, I know enough to know that that's not it. Um, but it, I, don't, I don't see this as a, an overwhelming smoke. I, I, never, I never would have. Yeah. When I'm smoking even things like from my father, The Judge, for example, which I absolutely uh, adore, I still don't see it as an overwhelming smoke. I always see it as a rather fulfilling Cigar. There's a flavor that, that hits in, in a lot of different ways on the on, on my palate, on the profile. But no, I don't know if I I don't know if I would go monstrous on this. Like my gosh, you better have eaten and you better be prepared. Well, all I know is that, like I said, are you having a, as pleasant an experience with the draw as I am? I just can't believe it is so so easy. It's too easy. So too that's easy. Some, that sometimes happens when when a, a a draw should not be work. Right. That's when you bring the smoke into your your palate. Uh, remember you're not inhaling. Uh, but it, it it should there should be there should be a feeling that goes with it. Right now it's just uh, to me a little uh, too easy and again it could actually be this physical cigar not necessarily the cigar in general. Yeah. If you, if you get my point. I mean when a cigar aficionado makes this their cigar of the year in 2012 uh, it wasn't a joke. This was a fantastic smoke. It feels good in the hand. Again, I wish it was a little heavier. Again, I wish the draw that was a little more deliberate. This is almost too easy. Well, I can understand you feeling that way. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it to, to me, be, between the ease of the draw and the amount of smoke that is coming off of this, I, I think it's wonderful. But again, we're just in the first third. So this cigar, and, and again, my father, if you haven't had the brand, they've got a lot you can work with. When we talk about a series of cigars, the Jaime Garcia Reserva Especial, of course, the My Father Le Bijou, uh, then you've got uh, the, the, the Judge, you get, you've got this in a, in a Maduro, you've got the Don Pepin Blue. There's a, there's a it's, it's crazy. It is crazy the number of cigars that, that they have that you can be a, a part of. The question, of course, is something like this in your humidor, Fingers Malloy? Mm -hmm. And is it in your humidor right now? Let me see if I could do that math. Uh, $8.50 a stick? 
Yes. $8.50 a stick for a 6x52 Toro, a soft <laughs> box press. Yes, all day, every day. Now, when you got this, you they, they, were they just they were plentiful in stock? Yes, there were. There, there were quite a few there. I paid, I believe, $9.20 for this stick. Ah. So, so they saw you coming and said, exactly. he's, got that, he's got that sweet, sweet Eat, Drink, Smoke radio money. Right. Well, it was actually a guy, uh, he opened up his trench coat. So you oh. want a cigar? You got a cigar? You want Is a cigar? Right? Yeah. And so. Cigars, cigarettes. <laughs> it's like a 1930s film. It is from my father. Check it out for yourself. Flor de la Antias. Fingers, you come across some weird stories, man. So I'm here for. I, I often wonder when you're looking uh, at things and news, breaking things that we're going to talk about on, on, on the show. And if we do on all the podcasts here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, it is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is Fingers Malloy. You can find it all at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I wonder what goes through your head when you're like, you know what? This this is clearly a list that Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation needs to know. Well, which list are you referring to? I'm referring to eight soda brands to stay away from right now. Right now. Let That's me, the part. Let, That's the part that makes that work. Let me defend myself. Please. May I? Oh, sure. As you know, Tony, if you look on my Twitter profile, uh, follow me at Fingers Malloy on Twitter, I am a fitness influencer. <laughs> so... It is a heavy burden being a fitness influencer in 2023, Tony. So what I'm trying to do for, uh, for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation is to bring them the type of information for them not only to live their best lives, Tony, but their best healthy lives. Because that's what I do every day as a fitness influencer. Is that right? Yeah. Did you do a lot of fitness today? Uh, I or did. did you do a lot of influencing today? <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Do you play more in the let me show you how it's done, or is it more of a reverse psychology kind of kind of play? Let me let me let me explain. Uh, what I like to do, I would like what I like to do each day is research healthy things that everyone, including myself, should do, and then I don't do it. What I do is I then turn the turn to the next day, turn the page, as the kids like to say. And then research again for a half hour, looking for things to do to make myself more healthy. When you say uh, turn the page, as the kids like to say, yeah. the kids are Bob Seger. Yes, exactly. So I thought, this is eight soda brands to stay away from right now. Why right now? Is something happening? If you open that soda, it's going to explode? <laughs> well, they worry that you are currently enjoying a soda in your hand that may kill you. That's what I'm guessing. I may be speculating. Uh so the people over there at eatthis.com uh -huh. think that I've happened to have a, a certain soft drink in hands yes. while I scroll. Yes. And they're like, we're going to catch him in the act and he's going to be mortified. Yes. I tell you. Yes. And, and do a spit take because you're so upset that you're drinking a soda or as the kids call it, pop. Uh, that you, you really should stay away from. I, I knew you were going to be disgusted. The kids, it's pop. The kids don't call it pop. That's that's just not what's happening. Number one on the list is Mountain Dew, and this list is totally credible. At that <laughs> moment, this list became completely fine. I do not understand people who drink Mountain Dew at all. Before my, <laughs> before my fitness influencing days, Tony, there was a time, uh, say 15 years ago, where I liked to start my day with two apple fritters and a liter of Mountain Dew. That's disgusting. <laughs> 
We have often played the game, <laughs> what is Fingers eating, yes. right? Yes. Um, what did Fingers eat today? And then Fingers will tell us. And then we say, Fingers, Malloy, how are you still alive? You haven't had anything to eat yet. Oh, yes, I have. Oh. It's, it's time to play America's favorite game. What did Fingers eat today? Here's how we play our game. Fingers Malloy will tell us what he ate today. We will marvel at this idea of things that he put down his gullet hole. And then we will ask the only question possible. Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? So here it is. Fingers Malloy, what did you eat today? Well, this is going to disappoint Tony, because as you know, you are you are not. As you know, don't say I it. have cut out the carbs in my diet. I had to reserve the right to punch you in the neck. <laughs> We're back on Atkins. Absolutely. Hey, it's Atkins thank, Week thank here, you. and he drinks smoke. <laughs> Literally one week. That's all it's going to be. That's why I put the soda down right now. According to the folks that eat this, not that. Well, today, Tony, I had for breakfast leftover steak. With three eggs over easy. That's it. And that's it. That's it. Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? <laughs> because I ate three eggs over easy and a steak for breakfast. Cholesterol boy, let me ask you. <laughs> Dude. Down nine pounds. You are not. Nine pounds in a week. It's not. It's not. Oh, stop Listen, it. Listen, when you're starting over three bills, Tony, <laughs> nine well, pounds isn't for me what it's for other people. Number two on this list is Mellow Yellow. They still make Mellow Yellow? I. It tastes like citrus. I mean, it is Coca Cola's. It's, it's Coca Cola's version of Mountain Dew. Oh, is that what it is? That's how I've always looked at it. Uh, and that's why I used to choose Mountain Dew, because it's better than right. Mellow Yellow. Although Mellow Yellow is fun to say. Yes. Number three is Sundrop. I don't even know what that is. Again, a citrus soda. It's owned by the Dr. Pepper people. Sundrop. Bloop. I love it. So I've seen that in grocery stores. If I had known that Sundrop was on the list, I would have bought some for us to try today. But then somebody would have come in and tackled us because you're supposed to not be drinking this. Well, what, what, how is it said? Uh, stay away from it right now. Right now. Pepsi is on the list. Dr. Pepper is on the list. Mug cream soda. Wait a second. Cream soda should be Dr. Brown's. There is a moment where cream soda is perfect. Perfect. I couldn't do it every day. Way too sweet. Way too rich and all those things. But every now and again, cream soda, frosted mug, mm -hmm. giddy up. Uh, here's the other thing too, Tony, when it comes to cream soda. I've heard more than one individual over the years say that they like to pair their cigars with cream soda. Yeah, that is very confusing. I, there, there's some conversation about a, a sweetness a component, but there's no question in my mind that if you're utilizing a cream soda or a Coke or a Pepsi, you are, you are absolutely harming your palate. There's no way to get what the cigar is trying to offer. You are covering that up. That, that, that's what's happening. You're not, you're not finding ways to accent flavor. You're looking to, to, to mask flavor. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why not just pair your cigar with a milkshake? I would argue that milkshake would be actually better because it's a milkshake. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not, it, that, that is a, I think, a really bad idea. Poor, poor, poor idea, if you ask me. If you happen to like 
your cigar with cream soda. Hit us up at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Let us know. Number eight on this list is crushed pineapple, which is correct because you shouldn't be drinking anything pineapple. But number seven on the list is sun-kissed orange soda. And I want to say for the record, sun-kissed orange soda is the orange soda. It's not crushed orange. It's sun-kissed orange, and it's awesome. I totally agree, and that's something also that you probably shouldn't pair with a cigar. No. But as far as orange sodas go, that to me is the best. Can we go back for just a second? To crush pineapple? I have never, ever seen this on the market anywhere. I've never seen... I can't think of a pineapple soda at all off the top of my head. Can you? No, because I love myself. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the problem. I have a lot of self care. Only uh, three hundred and twenty calories for for twenty full uh, fluid ounces. Look uh, for, uh, of the pineapple. Yeah. Yep. Still not worth it. <laughs> but the orange soda wouldn't care. Would not care how much calories. How many calories? Hold on, I'll find out for you. It's 270 calories, 73 grams of sugar, 74 carbs, and worth every single one of them. Oh, sun-kissed orange is where it's at. That is youth, people. That is youth. Fingers Malloy, fitness influencer, have I got a deal for you. Oh, I'm excited. As you know, our own Fingers Malloy is indeed a self-proclaimed fitness influencer. I'm not self-proclaimed. It's on Twitter that I'm a fitness influencer. Must be real. There you go. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find him on Twitter at Fingers Malloy, and find me at Tony Katz. And, of course, everything Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke, Instagram Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Fingers Malloy, you can get paid $10,000 to walk 10,000 steps in one day. Let me let me do the math on that. So you do 10,000 steps and you you get $10,000. That's right. So that's That's a dollar a step. No, no, no. That's every step gets you a dollar. It's a dollar a step. The fitness brand Jimbird is hiring its first ever chief chief step officer. By the way, I went to high school with a gym bird. Is that right? Fantastic guy. They want to inspire people to start their fitness journey. And the CSO, the chief step officer, agrees to take on a month-long challenge working up their way to walking 10,000 steps in a single day. Now, 10,000 steps roughly equates to about five miles. Okay. And they want you, they say, they say, do 10,000 steps uh, a day. And, and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> uh, something like that. This was a trend a while ago. You know, hey, watch movies, get $5,000. Eat chicken, get $10,000. Sleep all day, get $40,000, whatever it was. Um, so this is a little late to the party, but 10,000 steps is pretty easy, man. Now, it's pretty easy if, you're, if you put aside and put away other things and work just on the steps. You are saying walking five miles a day is pretty easy? Yeah, according to this, you only have to do it once. Okay. This is about a one-day thing. You walk 10,000 steps. Oh, wait, in a row? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know it was in a row. Well, yes, it's easy. I've walked 5,000 miles. And I would walk 5,000. Oh, it's 500 miles. Oh, 500. It's 500 miles. Oh, Dang drat. It. 
screwed up when I wake joke. up. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be something, 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 something. I, I will say this. And I will walk. Oh, I'm not interrupting. Go. go no, right. I should keep singing. Yes, that wasn't me. That was me. That was just a drive-by so, uh, falsetto. A, a year ago, I received a Fitbit. And I have a, now a guilty pleasure where I like to get on Twitter and tweet every day that I didn't get my steps in. <laughs> so great. Because <laughs> remember when that used to be a thing like four or five years ago with people, oh, I got to get my steps in. I got to get my steps in. So that's my thing now. And now now it's uh, how, how quick did, quickly did you do the wordle? Oh. You don't wordle? No, I don't wordle. I, some, every once in a while... I will uh, make up that I did a Wordle, and I'll take a picture of uh, Tetris and put it up <laughs> on Twitter, showing once again why I'm a must-follow on Twitter. Um, I Wordle because my kids Wordle. Okay. And so it gives us something to compete on. So I have a question for you because you are Does a- everyone know what Wordle is? Go ahead. New York Times bought it. It, 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 it was a sensation during COVID. It, it's a five-letter word. And you have to guess what the word is, and you use six chances using different five-letter words, and it'll tell you whether you've got the right letter, and then whether you've got the right letter in the right place, and then you figure it out from there. I do pretty well. Not perfect. Well, I wanted to ask you, because you are a Wordle aficionado, there was a time pre-New York Times when Wordle was just Wordle, and then the New York Times purchased it, right. and the Wordle fanatics, the, the Wordle-aholics... Uh, they, oh, they call it, they're called Wordle Dirtles. Oh, is that what they're called? It's called. Wordle I thought it was Dirtles. like Hulkamania, where like uh, Wordle maniacs. Uh, they were very upset, thinking that the New York Times was going to ruin Wordle. Have you noticed a difference? I can't say that they did. Uh, I think there was a question of whether or not they were going to curtail certain words, whether it was going to get put behind a paywall. Wordle's still free. Okay, well that's good. Wordle is still is still free, and they always ask, "Hey, would you like to?" Subscribe to the New York Times. I'm like, now nah, full. <laughs> I already did this mental exercise. The last thing I need is to figure out your readings. But okay, so Wordle's still free, but you have to pay for Tetris. Is that correct? You you always have to pay for Tetris. Oh, okay. Uh, that's it right there. Now the uh, the ten thousand steps is only part one of a multi part story. Because along with getting in your ten thousand steps. There are eight rules that you can follow to have the most successful relationships. Psychologists studied couples for 50 years. Wow. I assume that's couples that stayed together for 50 years, <laughs> not just couples in, 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 in general. They didn't study Larry King, is what you're saying? No, no, no. Who, God rest who his soul. Who has the time? <laughs> By the way, Larry King reference. Thank you. Do you ever wonder how old Fingers is? <laughs> well, I, he was married like nine times, if I remember correctly. Can we discuss... Really quickly, sure. the most fascinating phenomenon that has taken place on this show, Eat, Drink, Smoke, Eat, Drink, Smoke, show.com. I'll, I'll get to this about the couples. We'll hit it. We'll hit it in the next hour. Okay. Fingers Malloy and I, over the past couple weeks, have done a bunch of book signings for Let's Go Barbecue. Our new book, Recipes, Tips, and Tales from the Pit. You can get it at Amazon.com. We, we will come to you, and, and we will do a book signing. People, a lot of people, have, have met Fingers now for the first time. <laughs> And they see Fingers, who is 6'3", with the mohawk, 6'9". <laughs> and they say, your Fingers? I thought you were like a 25-year-old nerd. 
I don't recall the 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 way the I heard it. Yeah, okay. They all picture Fingers Malloy as this slight, scrawny, Gen Z yeah. kind of guy. And I am trying to figure out where that comes from. Is it the Michigan twang? It could be. It could be my youthful energy that I bring every day to the show. It may be my pop culture references like Larry King, for instance. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> but I, I was told uh, I uh, people thought I was a millennial or they thought I was you know, in my early 20s. One person said, I thought you were a 25-year-old rich brat. I said, oh, you've nailed it. No, no, every part of that is true. I don't, I don't know how it is that people think you look, or 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 I look, or it, like the. I'll get that every now and again. You don't match your voice. I thought you were younger. I thought you were older. I thought I, I've heard it all, but like. I don't know what about you. People would be like, oh, he's a kid. Yeah, I don't understand it either. Maybe it is the Michigan thing, and I don't even understand that either because I I haven't lived in Michigan for 23 oh, years. let's stop right there. And the Michigan still comes are out. Are you on, out of your blanking mind? This, this shocks me. You are like, if, if I didn't know any better, you could throw in a couple of you betches, and I would think <laughs> that you're, you're from Minnesota. That's amazing got, to me. Oh, you have got it in a... And people from Minnesota be like, no, it's a totally different accent. Okay. In a huge way. When I first moved down here... See in, there. In, in just, central just Indiana, that. I had people ask me if I was from Canada. And I said, no, I'm from... Canada? Yeah. That's what they call it. Canada. It's like, no, I'm not from Canada. But I guess you get a lot of that in Michigan because there's a lot of A's. Right. You know, uh, so... But I, I'm shocked that people can pick the Michigan out of my voice still. Some people still say I have New York, and I think they're full of crap. I don't, I don't detect any accent from you. Maybe yeah, I'm just I, bad at detecting accents. Well, maybe. Maybe it is you. But no, I don't, I don't have the New York anymore. I, I've, I've long since lost it. I never really had it. Well, how people long did you live in New York? York? Well, New York, New Jersey, I mean, until I was 18, Right, I didn't. I didn't spend much time. I was just really a, a blip in New York. Most of it was Jersey, and um, but I, yeah, I don't. If you told me I have an East Coast accent, I would tell you you're very pretty and bless your heart, <laughs> because I just I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. We got to start drinking, fingers Malloy, and thank goodness you brought us some special Jack. It's exactly what's needed on a day like today. Find everything at Eat Drink Smoke Show dot com. Smoking this My Father Floor de las Antillas. So far, so good. This is Eat Drink Smoke. You know I'm happy when two weeks in a row I get to do a rye whiskey. I'm a rye guy. If Eat Drink Smoke has taught me anything, it has taught me that my palate enjoys a rye more than a bourbon. That is not disrespect to bourbon. That's a recognition of where my palate is. Yours may be different. And if you're not trying ryes, well... You're making a huge mistake. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This Fingers Malloy is Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye. Now, there is a part of me that thinks maybe a couple of years ago we did this, but we did a series of unique single barrels and barrel proofs. We did stuff at 137.5 proof, I believe it was. 
I still have one of those bottles, by the way, <laughs> in case you ever want it. Then we did the the um, Jack Daniels Triple Mash and the Bonded, which the Triple Mash was actually on our list for uh, best uh, bourbons of the year. Thought it was just absolutely terrific, and the Bonded made a bunch of lists. Jack Daniels continues to do fine work. Now, on the bourbon side, you know it's not bourbon. It's Tennessee whiskey because of the charcoal filtration. But this is rye, which means it's 51% rye in the mash bill. This comes out at 70% rye, 18% corn, and 12% malted barley, according to the people at BreakingBourbon.com, and comes in at a very cool 94 proof. Eh, not bad. Not bad at all. And you look at this thing, the color on this fingers, Malloy, is downright beautiful. Yes. That is a luscious bit of copper into the amber right there. So what I'm going to be curious about, and I have not put it to the nose yet, if it's going to have that kind of traditional Jack Daniels banana that you would expect. There uh, are the people, rye. when I've brought up banana before, there are people who look at me like I have nine heads. What are you talking about? Jack Daniels is banana. And and it, you, you forget because you're told, oh, you got to go with this special bourbon. Oh, you got to go with this unique thing. Oh, check a look at this new brand. Jack satisfies on so many good levels because you can do it neat. You could do it rocks. You could do it as the mix. It will allow for everything under the sun and it provides solid flavor. But when you really take that nose, when you really investigate, that, that, that nose is banana. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. So the question is, what about the rye? You got your nose in it. I do. How would you describe it's, it's a, it? It's actually sweeter. Uh, a t- I want to say a touch. That is a creamy nose. That is really, really nice. There is a little bit of, of alcohol on that nose, um, but it is. See that's it's real. It, 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 it's it's creamy with a touch of banana. See now that's interesting that you say that because to me on the nose it's it's more of a, a rye spice than it is any kind of ethanol alcohol on the nose that is fascinating i mean it's you can argue that the spice is there but i would be kind of making it up if i said i could really pick it out the other things are really much more there there's even a little bit of oak that's that that, that's playing around a little bit of wood um but it is it is it is warm it is it is luscious it is it feels good and it's got just that little bit of ethanol that make that reminds you okay if you if you keep sniffing it's going to hurt yeah if you keep sniffing it's going to hurt this is the jack daniels rye this is the single barrel rye this one where's that bottle came from 2022 right this was ba- uh there it is uh bottling date was november of 2022 okay is when this one came out fingers Malloy, you ready for this tony i've been ready for this all day we start it neat and then we see whether we want to bring it to a little bit of cool water or a big rock. Doing the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate. That's what it is. The Kentucky Chew. Really get a feel for it. And then sometimes what you want to do is do a second sip. The first sip sets the taste buds. The second sip, you really get to enjoy flavors. What do you got? Well, that's nice. First of all, there's a nice bit of sting on the tongue with that. Uh, you know, it's not quite 100 proof. Like you said, 94 proof, but there's a sting there. That rye spice is there. There's caramel, and then there's oak. Uh, very nice. Uh, like I said, there's a sting on the tongue. Nothing really of a burn in the throat or in any warmth in the chest. Uh, very smooth, very drinkable, very enjoyable. 
I'm going in, Fingers Malloy. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye Tennessee Rye Whiskey. 47% alcohol by volume. Here, here we go. I'm going in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Saginaw Swish. Getting a little bit of vanilla there on the finish as well. Oh, that's candy. Ooh, you think it's candy sweet? No, I think it goes down like candy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Man, first of all, warm center chest, but nothing hard going down. It actually is, it, it, it's a funny. It was super easy going down, and then it built. The banana is 100% there. There's a cherry that's there. If I were someone complaining, there's almost... If it was a, if it was a little heavier, that cherry, this would be a full cough syrup vibe. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I take this as a bit syrupy going on. But it doesn't ever get that far. I was questioning whether I was going to get... Uh, that 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 far, um, oh, the heat now is it it actually is radiating. Yeah, radiating uh, chest. Um, there is you're right about the bite. There is more of an alcohol ethanol bite than I would have expected. And that finish, you said there's vanilla on the finish. Maybe it'll come to me. The rye spice is sitting there. Let everything else move through you. And if you like traditional rye spice in, 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 your, in your rye, it's all right there with a touch of oak. Or maybe I'll call it wood. I don't know if I'll call it oak. Just right there. That is a, that's a nice feeling at the end. At the end, I, I'm getting now that, that rye spice you're talking about. I got vanilla and I'm parched. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I, can be, like, like there, I will admit that this is calling for a cube. I think this is, you know, we've had a couple lately where a cube has just absolutely destroyed it. It's, it's ruined it in, in, in a lot of ways, and I've been angry about it. I don't think this is one of those. I think this, the Jack Daniel Single Barrel Rye, is begging for a cube. I may move it now. Really? You're going to? Listen, why not? It's, it's eat, drink, I'm smoke. young. I'm in love. I just did it. Didn't fool around. You could tell right there. There is audio evidence. Right, it's science. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it was. And what I am hoping for is a toning down of the cherry and of the ethanol. So, is there a? Would you argue that there is a syrupy coating? Because I'm not really getting that. It is more syrupy to me than it is uh, to you. I'm arguing that the cherry. As you're first engaged in it, because first you get a, this, this, a little bit of, hey, what's happening here? Then this big banana explosion. And all of a sudden it gets into this, am I about to get into, into, into NyQuil land? Oh, and then, wow. And then it stops. It stops. And then you get into this, this spicy rye finish on the tongue, which is doing me just great. Doing me just great. But I have moved into a big rock. I, I will try it. The question is... Is this in your liquor cabinet? Because there's a couple really cool things happening with this rye. We will get into whether this is in our liquor cabinet uh, for uh, the price. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye Whiskey. You're going to have to check it out for yourself. Drink along with us and find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Let's be one of those podcasts, one of those radio shows, one of those entertainment vehicles that just complains about Gen Z because that sounds super fun.
these kids today. And their rock and roll music. <laughs> the mocking of Gen Z, the mocking of millennials is ridiculous. I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I can point to you everyone in every generation who deserves it, except for Gen X. Oh, I disagree. Gen X is just the best. I disagree with you. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Gen X or Fingers Malloy. Can I say one thing about my generation, Gen oh, X? Say, are you talking about your generation? Yes. Do people try and put you down just because you get around? Is that is that Toad the Wet Sprocket? Mm. That was actually Gin Blossoms oh. off their bootleg live at the gin room. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, so... <laughs> Here's, here's my problem with Gen X, and I am a Gen Xer, a proud Gen Xer. The, the whole getting on the internet to let everyone know that you're Gen X and you just don't care. I'm Gen X, I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's getting a little played at this point. Yeah, well, people need to be special. And the whole thing about Gen X is that we didn't need to be special. And now there's way too many people who feel the need to be special. <laughs> Man, social media will eventually rob you of your soul. <laughs> it really will. Follow us on Twitter at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. The report from the New York Post, as we said, we're going to talk about Gen Z. And Gen Z, for those of you playing the home game, is 1997 to 2012. Millennials are 81 to 96. That's a millennial. Okay. Tw uh, uh, Gen Z, which they claim is also called a Zoomer, it's not. Um, 97 to 2012. As the story goes, Gen Zers are the stingiest tippers, especially at restaurants. What now? Am I supposed to be shocked that the generation that makes the least amount of money, they're not throwing tip money around like it's crazy? They claim that just 35% of Gen Zers said they always tip when they go out to eat at a sit-down restaurant. Compared to 83% of baby boomers. I got to tell you, let's divorce ourselves of from the, the restaurants that include the tip automatically in Savage your bill. animals. Yes. I cannot remember the last time I went to a restaurant or a bar and didn't tip. Can you? No. The service, no, I, when the service is bad, I will bump it down to 10%, but I still tip. Um, it depends on what the issue was. So I was out for Father's Day for sushi. It was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. It is the best that I've had living in Indianapolis. And yes, we do get sushi in Indianapolis. <laughs> it's the Midwest, but settle. Um, and what happened was, was that you know, when you order a couple things this, a couple things that, as the kitchen does things, it'll come out. And as the, the sushi chefs do things, it takes a little bit of time. Well, it was taking a little too much time. And they kept saying, it'll be right up. And then you saw a boat go by. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, about yeah. the boats, the giant. It was huge. It was bigger than life. Massive, massive boat of sushi. And I actually said to my family, if it's not here in the next two minutes, we're leaving. Oh. Because what we should have been told is, guys, there is a massive boat of sushi ahead of you. <laughs> it will be out when it's out. You know what I would have said? Cool. Because I would have understood the pacing at that moment, not bothered by it. 
but you kept telling me it'll be out. It'll be out. You didn't know how to tell me that there's a giant boat of sushi in my way. <laughs> so I was pretty annoyed. But then ours came right out after that. It was excellent. It was so good. We ordered more. And that came out at perfect pacing, perfect timing. So we stayed. I did tip. I should have been told that's all you have to do is be honest with me and everything works. So did you get a boat or did you get a canoe? No, um, uh, actually a half a kayak. Oh. Half a kayak of sushi <laughs> is, is, is what we did right there. It, it was. It was delicious. It was, it was fantastic. But if, if things had not worked out, I, I mean, I would have been gone. I'd be like, no, we're leaving. That's all there is to it. But tipping should not be an automatic, man. It shouldn't be. There has to be care involved. But the, the, the service has to be just god-awful to the point where they cut off your necktie and it's not one of those places that is supposed to be rude and cuts off your necktie before you say, I'm not tipping at all. I, I just have never... Do, you're talking about like Dick's Last Resort? Yes. Why do people go there? I don't know. I don't I, get it. Why would you want to pay someone to insult you when all you have to do is go on social media and get that for free. Now, if, if somebody wanted you to insult them, would you even know how? Your, your mother wears army boots? Ah, perfect. I stand corrected. But they don't tip. Why is it that they don't tip in, in, a, in a restaurant? Well, listen. But, they, but yet somehow... They uh, tip for, let's say, if there's like uh, the cable guy does something or if there's a delivery to the house, 15% of them tip. Baby boomers only tip 6%. And that's just the thing. When you tell me baby boomers tip, uh, 50 cents is not a tip. So I, I didn't realize, like, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up on the show or not. But as you know, Ooh. as you know, I have a 1972 Harley Electroglide. Yes, you do. And it has been in my garage, not running for quite some Since time. Since 1972. <laughs> yes. And I finally decided, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to get this worked on. And it's hard to find people who will work on 50-year-old motorcycles. But I found a shop here locally in Indianapolis who will, who will work on it. Well, I had to get the bike towed to the place and until maybe 10 years ago it would never even occur to me to tip a tow truck driver all right um allow me Mm -hmm. i absolutely would not have tipped the tow truck driver no not a chance i would tip the tow truck driver if i was having the car shipped to a home i was moving to and this was the transport guy, I would tip the transport guy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird, right? It's different. Wild. But that's that's how I would See, do it. I watched them load the, the bike onto the truck, and they were very careful with it. They, I followed them in my car to the shop. They drove very responsibly. They acted like, and, and plus part of it too, which was nice, they were Harley guys, so they understood what they were, they were transporting, and they were at least uh, were very good at faking excitement for me that they were going to see a, a bike this old getting back on the road. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up tipping them, which hurt. The tow truck guy. The, the tow truck guys. There were two of them. Uh, you know, basically, not, not much, just enough to go out and buy themselves lunch. Nothing crazy. But uh, 
Have you seen how much lunch costs these days? Right. That's very impressive of you. I, I, I don't think you have to tip for everything. But I think it's interesting that as a generation, they don't tip in restaurants. But then I guess the question is, are they going out to restaurants? Like, where are they going? Are, the, are these Applebee's people or are these local bar people? They're not tipping at their local bar or local pub? That's weird. Right? Yes. Like that's, just, that's an odd thing. I fingers Malloy, as people know who listen to Eat, Drink, Smoke as part of Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, know that I am a fitness influencer. That's right. It says so on the internet. What a lot of people don't know is that I'm also a relationship coach. Huh. It, it doesn't say that on the internet, but it says that on the radio. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find everything we do on our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And I, I got to tell you, we, we teased this in the last hour. The, the most successful relationships follow eight simple rules, Tony. And we teased it in the last hour, but I, I got to tell you, before we started talking uh, about the, the relationship stuff, we got to talk about your car, Oi. which is not a relationship that's going well. Your new, your new old Ford Bronco. So you, you got it back from the shop, right? You bought this Ford Bronco, 96 Ford Bronco at an auction. At the Meekum auction. Well, I didn't want to say any names. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'll throw them under the bus. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Look, it's my fault. I did it. Red 96 Ford Bronco XLT 5.8 liter. It, 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 it is the OJ car. It is. It, it, honestly, it's got everything except the gloves. It wow. is just that car, which uh, 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 if you're a man of a certain age, that was the car. Like yeah. you grew up, you're like, that's awesome. And it is. It's awesome. And I bought it from the auction. And I've really got an understanding of what as is <laughs> means. So what I, happened? I, uh, so so it, it look, it started up, it, it ran and, and, and everything else. And honestly, the interior is pretty great. A couple little trim pieces, nothing big to replace at all. And me, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I, like they had put in this Kenwood radio. I'm finding the original radio and I'm putting the original radio back Very in. Very nice. I am, I am that guy. Uh, but it had a couple issues and I bring it over to... to my place good people who i like a lot and then it starts happening well you need new shocks did you know there are six shocks on a 1996 ford bronco xlt i'm shocked two on the two on each side in the front one in the back i'm shocked i caught it fingers everybody caught it you are you're you're subtle is what you are new shocks new springs new motor mounts full tune-up daddy wrote the check Ooh. Daddy wrote the really big check. I get it back. Everything's driving great. I fill it up with gas. Everything's great. I, I this morning, this morning, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take it for a spin. Literally, the sound the car made, stuttering, sputtering. Uh, so. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's an older car. Maybe it doesn't perform. In top-notch condition in cold weather. It's it's June. Oh, I got nothing for you. So uh, it 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 is back with them. It's it's. I don't think it's anything related to what we already did. I think it's it's. There's there's something, and I'm wondering 
in an older vehicle, and Lord only knows how long it sat before I got it. Um, I pu- I filled up the tank mm-hmm. with gas. With, yeah, with, actually, with that was sugar. <laughs> with with uh, with gas. Huh? Did I in one of those older tanks stir some things up? Was it rust? Was it does gas gunk up? How long it's been in there? And what's interesting is in in the couple days that I had it and was driving, I never had a problem. It didn't didn't sputter nothing. It had these other issues. All right, I can take care of it. And now it has this one. And I am convinced that adding gas, filling it up, turned some things up, and some things got into the fuel line, uh, and and are were therefore causing issues. Now, I say this as a guy who barely knows how to spell car, <laughs> never mind fix anything. Why I bought this thing, um, I don't know. Except that it's awesome. It's just awesome. Will it get to the point if we talk enough about this car that it could be a tax write-off for each? Could it be the eat, drink, smoke Ford Bronco? You haven't seen the wrap. <laughs> you, wait wait till you see the wrap. Is this going to happen? This thing. Is it going to happen? Oh, Oh, it's going to say, let's go barbecue on the sides. Our new book available at Amazon.com. Oh, sponsorship's now available if you want if you want your business on the side of the Bronco. It, it's it's so weird. And and there's a there's a real dearth of mechanics. There's a total lack of mechanics across the United States. Everyone said, well, you have to code. You have to do computers. You have to code. You don't want to be a mechanic. My God. Work with your hands and get all sweaty. That's gross. Uh, right until you need your 1996 Ford Bronco XLT taken care of. Um, I have never been a car guy. And, and, and part of the reason is the idea of going this in depth. See the conversation we just had? Yeah. That's already too much for me to handle. Uh- <laughs> It's the same reason why I'm not a gun guy. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I can chapter and verse the Second Amendment. I can discuss cases. I can break down in, in a very philosophical way the concepts of, of protecting and defending oneself and how that relates to the very concept of liberty. The guys who are gun guys, they can tell you everything about the specific firearm and the specific caliber and what else does it and the history of it and trace it back. And here's the modification it's in, it's a cult. It's <laughs> insane. And I feel the same way about the car guys. I don't know how they do it. I like to tinker on my cars. Like I have uh, my daughter. I just had to replace her windshield wiper motor linkage. See that right there. I'm in the fetal position. <laughs> so I spent an hour in the garage the other day replacing that because her windshield wipers stopped working. I can do my own brakes. I can change my own oil. But when you start getting into more complex issues, like so many times when you get these older cars, it could be an electrical issue. And, you know, I've been told on several occasions by, by you know, mechanics that, like, if you have an electrical issue on an older vehicle, it's like chasing ghosts. It could be a number of things. And it's difficult to diagnose. So hopefully things will all be sorted out soon. For you and your 96 Ford Bronco. Because I'm going to pull up right next to your 2004 Chevy SSR in bright yellow, in big red. Yes. In Clifford. And, and that, you know, and uh, we're going to call it Skelton. <laughs> and that was old school right there. And it's going to be awesome. Right. But right now, I, I, I need to get this figured out. So 
the most successful relationships, Tony, follow these eight rules according to psychology experts who study couples for 50 years. And we'll only go over a couple of them. And and let me see if I will get your shocked face, which is good radio bit, by the way. Yeah, world class. Uh, Number one, uh, we will be honest but not cruel. So Right. Honesty is important, obviously, but there's a way to deliver the honest message. It's the difference between that dress doesn't really work for your figure and damn, you're fat. (laughs) I believe that's what they're going for. Yes. So uh, number two, there will be no name calling or shaming. Right, fatty. Oh, that's hurtful. See, I thought you were going to go with the Game of Thrones with the bell. Shame. 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 No, I went... I went right for the fatty. See, uh, number three, our goal will be to resolve this so we can move forward. Now, to me, that seems ridiculous. You take that issue and you put it in the back of your head and you bring it up every three months or so and throw it in your significant other's face. Isn't that what relationships, uh, successful relationships, that's what they're based on? Relationship counselor, you said? (laughs) Is Is that what you are? A uh, relationship guru, I think. You find this all at eDrinkSmokeShow.com. The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye, 47% alcohol by volume, 94 proof. Uh, it, not in my liquor cabinet, but Jack Daniels has been really doing a wonderful job in expanding and putting out new variations on a theme and always worth trying. As for this cigar from my father, the Flor de las Antillas. There are so many other things from LaFleur, not from LaFleur, from my father, that I want to smoke, that those are the things going to be in my humidor. This one may not be. That doesn't mean it might not be for you. The Toro size, check it out from MyFatherCigars.com, MyFatherCigars.com, and find everything we do at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke, and Instagram, at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.